Talk Show episode 471. And we've got Kate Mead in the building. Thanks, boys. Welcome to uh, to Melbourne. You were, you were, how long did the drive take to get here from Warrnambool? Am I including the travel and the getting stuck behind trucks and stuff yeah, like sure, that? Yeah, Today no. it was three and three hours, 45 minutes, but mm. that's nothing. You know, well, Warrnambool's heading towards the Port uh, Ferry. Uh, Port yeah. Ferry, yeah. I mean, lots of good fishing troll, trawlers. I've got a friend who um, his father has a fishing boat out there. I've spent a bit of time down in Warrnambool. It's where you see the whales. I mean, always good to start a podcast with some food chat. <laughs> One of the best hamburgers out of Warrnambool. Kermans? Are you talking about Kermans yeah, hamburger? I've yep. never been. Oh, my goodness. Next road trip you're coming to Warrnambool. My daughter works there. We can oh, probably she? hook you up. Oh, this is good. <laughs> I just, this, is, this is the reason <laughs> you're on the show. I was kind of hoping that, you know, I'd be here for Fat Friday, but, you know. Well, we could take a Fat Friday down to oh, Kermans. Definitely. Oh. So I um, first had it when I was probably... Uh, 13, 12 or 13, stayed in Peterborough, went to Kerman's. Um, I just looked, 70 years they've been open. Yeah, it's incredible. And they just actually opened, which I thought that they would never do, but another store in Geelong. So they've mm. kind of done that first franchisee type mm. thing. So, yeah, it's interesting watching. But it's just the same every time. You know what you're going to get. Mm. It's the best hamburger in the world. That's it. <laughs> yeah, is it the old like fish and chip style? Yeah. Thing? yeah. Okay. It's like Andrew's hamburgers mm, in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Sort of that same style. Tastes like, you know, you cook the patty on your barbecue at home. Just mm. but real good. Yeah. Real good. Uh, Kate, you're one of the people who you've got a, a regional show. However, it's anything but regional in regards to the types of content you're creating. We're, we're looking at your Instagram uh, yesterday and scrolling you through thing, all, the, no, all the all the places that you've been because I was like I'm sure Kate's been to LA. Um, how does someone who has a radio show in Warrnambool pitch to get something like being able to travel around yeah. the world? So I suppose the first thing is it doesn't matter that it's in Warrnambool or it's in Melbourne or it's in Sydney. Mm. The pitch is still the same. You're not thinking oh mm. I'm in a regional area or oh I'm in Melbourne or Sydney. You're thinking. How can I best provide the best competition or the best content or what's the most funny and get to it? So, Is it a content directors though, are there a lot of content directors that are saying, no, nah, it's all about local, you've got to be in your, in your town? Like It's the hardest. Mm, it's kind of a little bit difficult to explain, but for every market that we're in, we have localised spots for every single station. Mm. So... I'm kind of moving off track for you, but say from five o'clock in the morning, I'm recording local spots and so is my on-air partner, John, for every single market that we're on that all play at the same time. So, for example, if we're on in Warrnambool at one stage, we're also on in Swan Hill and at 7.15, we're both firing off the same spot, but Mm. in one place I'm saying we've got $7,300 at the Murray Downs Golf and Country Mm. Club and in Warrnambool I'm saying... Did you see the whales this week? <laughs> Get down to Logan's Beach. This is amazing. And so that's happening for eight stations right across regional Victoria and into southern yeah. New South Wales. See, Josh would fall apart trying <laughs> yeah. to remember $7,300 over just here. Even, yeah, any sort of cities involved. I would have said the whales were in Swan Hill. I would have thought, you know, going down the Murray wouldn't be doing too well. <laughs> no, yeah, you've got to be really careful. And so some mornings you have to play it back because you go, did I get the right town today? Mm. You know, did I write the, oh, the yeah. same call like 1332 3SH or 1134, mm. you know, 3CS? Mm. You know, you've got to know all the calls for all the stations. I mean, the thing is even when you're just speaking to one audience, you, you're 
put stuff out that wasn't meant to go out. I, I did it a heap of times in Shepparton. I mean, you're a gronk. Yeah, I am a gronk. It was a gronk move. <laughs> and Even playing other people's ads. It was your ads. first week. <laughs> no, no, that was, that was one, and, one and a half years in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time I ask a question at the moment, I go, it's my first week. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it only lasts so long. But I think it, it, it's still okay. Have you stuffed up a bunch? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But I've got a great on-air partner and isn't that the thing? Like mm. when you've got someone that you work with, you've got each other's back to pick oh, up and, and push up. I thought you were going to say you know? blame it on him. Oh. <laughs> that's, well, that's what you know, I, do. I think, you know, the ultimate first lesson was if you make a mistake, you mm. up, like almost the second that it's happened, you yeah. know, rip that Band-Aid off straight away. But if you yeah, say I've it first, lucky. it's more powerful if you say it first, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so uh, as you might have known, I was in Shepparton. Uh, <laughs> he talks about it a lot. No, but I didn't grow up there. Uh, I was a blow-in. Uh, but you grew up around that region. Yeah. So this is like you got your own brekkie show. This is like if you grew up in Melbourne, you got your own brekkie show in Melbourne. Mm. Yeah. Is that like – that's pretty fucking cool. It's Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It really is. So, I mean, you grow up listening to the local stars and things like that. And I suppose for me – um, I always wanted to be in radio, but I thought it was only for cool people. Um, so <laughs> and you realise it's the dorkiest group you could possibly imagine. And I didn't realise that I'm an absolute <laughs> ultimate dork when it comes to all things audio and radio and how it works. Um, so, yeah, so I just go, you know, it's just a, all a bit of yeah. a dream come true. Like, yeah, you have your mornings where you go, what am I doing? It's <laughs> 3.30 or whatever, but you go, this is the coolest job. And so uh, intern Pete, who is uh, your bro. Yeah. Was he wanting – I know he started his career quite early. Yeah, same station. Same station. Same station. So, you know, like I've got <laughs> – he's laid the path, you know, and it's – um, you know, he's had an incredible kind yeah. of journey. Really. I mean, but he helped you by going by intern Pete. <laughs> which oh. is, first name intern, second name Pete. <laughs> you know, um, we've got a really great relationship, but um, Peter is so well known. And I'll go, yeah, um, yeah, Peter Depley, he's my – Brother, <laughs> and I know I either got oh, or I get oh, he's amazing, yeah. you know. But it's mainly the second. So well, you get why if you listen to that episode with him. Yeah. yeah, so he was. He's always been kind of that push um, for that. But yeah, we watched him. We watched him start locally. We watched him. I remember him being on Merrick and Patrol. And to go back to talking about pitching an idea. Mm. You know, I was in the dance industry fairly heavily, and he was working on the Merrick and the Highway Patrol. And I remember. I was saying, oh, I'm trying to build this thing at the dance festival. We want to mm. do something really big, something really special, but I've got no money. I've got nothing. And he said, oh, you know, it's a bit like the barbecue. And I'm like, what's the barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> and he was saying it was a, Merrick wanted this old car, this old Ford, and he wanted a barbecue built in the, in the boot. And so Peter was a producer at the time with, you know, the team and they had to get a free car, free tyres, get a engineer to put the barbecue in the boot type thing and it was just a matter of leveraging on what you've got, mm. you know, to get them to come on board. So he just used to say that all the time. Well, you said you've been on uh, Radio 3 years, third year. Yeah, on, and, on and th this year will be the end of my third year. End of your third yeah. year. So before you had the dance uh the dance school or the yeah. dance festival? Yeah. Like the festival, yeah. 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 So yeah, you yeah. built this thing yeah. that had hundreds of people coming. Yeah. And um, you mentioned before we, we have a mutual, which is Craig Harper. Mm. Uh, uh, you you got Craig down to talk. Tell us about, yeah. tell us about this. So I, don't, I can't remember where I found Craig online, but, you know, essentially the whiteboard lessons and his cut the bullshit attitude on life. 
stop whinging about it, just make it happen thing. The dance industry is just this incredible but very cl- it's exactly the same as the radio industry or any industry when you look mm. at it. You know, it's really quite tight. But the Victorian Dance Festival, part of it was we would organise a professional development day for the business owners. And every year they'd come along or you go attend other conferences and it was all very, you know, it's dance. So it's, you know lovely and beautiful and sweet and I thought, you know what, we need someone to come through and just go, what are you talking about? He's known as the Velvet Sledgehammer. (laughs) He dropped the F-bomb in the first 30 seconds and I was like, this is going to go well. (laughs) And to this day people still say he was one of the best best speakers that they've ever encountered. Mm. And, you know, for me he always just said, um, stop, Kate, you're you're not thinking big enough. You know, mm. you're just not thinking big enough. So anytime I come up with, oh, let's do this, I think, what are the, what's extra? Think bigger. So don't, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like he used to say, why did you call it the Victorian Dance Festival? Like think bigger. And I said, well, the Australian <laughs> Dance Festival was taken. So, you know, like, <laughs> and he Victoria. said, we well, should have went the Australian Dance Summit, you know. So, yeah. yeah, he would really push. And so we started treating the Victorian Dance Festival like VDF, like KFC. So it wasn't mm. Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah. anymore. It was... Yeah, KFC, so VDF. Mm. Yeah, so we wanted it to become VDF. And the so that entrepreneurial spirit, going back to that pitching side of things, being talent and going in and saying, hey, I want to do this thing, is that an unusual thing or is that very Apparently common? Apparently it's unusual. Yeah. I didn't realise, I didn't know. I think um, the challenge I've got at the moment is I think like an entrepreneur yeah. but I'm not the boss. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm like actually working for someone or, and there's rules in place and there's managers and, yeah. you know, when you start moving outside of the box that you're supposed to sit mm. in, which is turn up and do the radio every day, you know, you have to very quickly learn how to look after all of those relationships. Mm. So how, do you you, do, how do you do it? Because yeah. I, I think I suck at that. Yeah, that's why we work for ourselves yeah, now. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no one will employ us. Yeah. So, you're, I mean, you've got the, you've done an amazing job of being able to do what you want, actually get overseas, pitch it in and still be like employable. So yeah. you've obviously got a knack for relationships. Um, I had a strategy when I got the first job, which was um, flying under the radar and try not to make a scene. Mm. <laughs> that was the first part. And that just... was not Peter Depp's <laughs> advice. <laughs> no, no. Was... But see, he'd left a fairly decent legacy that I needed to, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, find, learn, learn and mm. get really, really good and the so that then a trust would build, I suppose. Again, I had incredible support around me. But at the end of that first year, I actually called a guy called Jamie Angel. He's up in Sydney, Triple M. And I said, I just don't want to be the girl in the room that giggles or laughs along. I need to get really good and strong on air. And um, and I've got this whole other side, you know, of um, business management and marketing and PR and it's wasting, you know. So he put me in contact um, with Craig Bruce and very quickly, yeah, got the mentor and got – I just wanted to get as good as I could fast so that then I could start introducing all those other skills. And mm. it's very hard to say no to someone or I got very comfortable with the word no. Like mm. I'm okay if you go, oh, no, okay, we don't, we're not interested. And I just go, oh, it's just not no today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's another way. So yeah. it's just, yeah, just getting really good at, yeah, looking after the people around you and finding out what their skills were and, mm. and listening and then finding out what they want and then painting a picture so they can't say no. Mm. I mean, you've, you're very good at the ask. I heard an interview where you were talking about people are afraid of asking. Yeah. 
has that been something that has been learnt over time? Where did that come from? Um, mum. Yeah. <laughs> My mum and I, um, Peter and I will both say, I mean, she was the, t- we lived regional Victoria, the country dairy farmers, you know, like, so there's not, nothing special or whatever, just hardworking Tough. people, you know, mm. yeah, they work from the moment they woke up, but they would take us down to Melbourne and mum would say to us, you know, if you ever get lost, you have to go up to someone and say, where do I go? You know, like she would send it, she would stand somewhere and send us off to go and say to someone, oh, where's, you know, Swanson Street or whatever and how far away is it? So we had to learn very quickly to get used to responses from people Mm. and, yeah, don't be afraid. You know, if you're afraid, you've got to push that down because how are you going to get forward? Mm. How are you going to get forward if you don't ask the question? So It's rejection therapy. Yeah, Yeah. from like six years old. I don't know if it would fly in 2019. but I'm going to do that. Well, now it's just Google Maps. That's the problem. Not yet. (laughs) Well, you're in your phone. Yeah, I guess. But so it removes that, that, yeah, building that muscle to be able to do these the friction. Well, what's yeah. the worst thing that could possibly happen? Mm-hmm. You know, like no one's dying here. Mm. We're not committing murder or yeah. doing anything illegal. So if you say no, big deal. It just might mm. not be the right time or there might not be money in the budget mm. or they just don't like you. Have you had a surprising yes from a question that you thought was going to get a no? Oh, regularly. Because yeah. <laughs> once you have that theory yeah. and you throw it out to the wind, yeah. you start asking more questions mm-hmm. and yeah. then, um, you know, you're always surprised with the answer. What's the recent one? Oh, yeah, I'll, um, t- uh, I was playing backyard cricket with my kids uh, last December and I sent an email off and I said to my group general manager and to John, my partner, co-host, and I said, wouldn't it be funny if we could play backyard cricket on the MCG? Wouldn't that be, you know, awesome? Because we're everyday Australians. We're not, oh, yeah. we're not, we're not athletes. This <laughs> is never going to happen. And um, they were like, yeah, if you can get the MCG, we'll... Um, <laughs> we'll support you. <laughs> we'll support you. So I found out who was in charge of community engagements and stakeholderships and I got on the phone and I said, hey, it's Kate Mead. I'm wondering if I could book in a meeting for you. I've got a bit of an idea. Can I have the MCG? And within two weeks, we got a, yeah, we think this oh, wow. is a great idea. So in the next couple of weeks, we will be rolling this out, absolutely saying that, you know, if you are a regional Victoria who has always dreamed, watch cricket on the TV and thought, oh, I will never have that opportunity, we're going to give you that chance. And that yeah. come from a silly idea of just watching the kids play backyard cricket, thinking we'll never be athletes. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if we could get the MCG? Mm. Why don't we just ask instead of saying, no, nah, that'll never happen. Yeah. Let's see what they say if you. That's um, so cool. yeah. Do you see yourself as creative? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in the business sense, like I, I, see, the, I see you as creative. I mean, I'm asking a, a, just a question to see if you think it. But the, the business stuff and, and the creativity in the dot connection versus yeah. the, you know, coming up with ideas, which one came first? Was it the, did you see approaching business as a creative endeavour or is it a business head? Um, so, yeah, so that would be the business side of it coming in, the um, practicality and the the finance mm. side of it and just having that understanding that so great idea but in order for that to happen there's got to be some type of buy-in from all stakeholders. Mm. So it can't just be a fluffy idea like, oh, yeah, we'd like to play cricket, you know, like how's it going to work, who's going to fund it, you know, have mm. we got support for on-air time, all those types of things. So even to pitch it to the content director, so I had the idea in the morning, I was sending the email that afternoon, but I'd already had to think about all the steps. So stack the note, you know, stack mm. it so that they can't say no to you. Yeah. So 
paint the picture, like you've thought of every single area. Is there a local um, <laughs> local sales strategy? That, that was can the go first cough yeah. that Mr. 97's ever done. That was quite oh. impressive. Are you okay? <laughs> it's pistachio. You can turn your mic off. You don't have to cough into it. Uh, Radio 101, podcasting 101. Is, is he okay though? Oh. Are, you, are you okay? He's not. Water. Water. <laughs> Water got him. Okay, so have you ever done this on air? Has this ever happened to you, Kate, where it's been this bad? Of you coughing like this? Oh, no. I've probably just more lost my voice than I sound like a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Are you okay? I'm really worried no, about it. No, I'm, I'm all good, Dan. He's fine. He flushed a bit, yeah, you know. He's, he's probably because def- you've pointed, pointed that out. <laughs> Do you have I'm going to play it on and pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you have a dump button? In, yeah, in you ha- your, well, legally yeah. you have to. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. seven-second um, delay. And so mm. um, uh, going back to making that call do and talking about stacking things, mm. is that about making sure that you have everything organised before you make the, the first pitch. call? Okay. Yeah, before you make the pitch. Uh-huh. Well, because I think some creatives can have these great ideas and they also don't have the answers for some of the questions that would be required to get it across the line. Mm. And so you put things forward hoping that we don't have to present these answers for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. But trust me, it's a great great idea and it will work. Yeah, mm. and that's the gap. And I think um, I, if, for me, if I didn't know something, I would get to find out how to do it online. So when you have no money, so the business side of it, that's what running my own business talked to me. When you don't have the money to hire um, a marketing person or a PR person or someone to mm. do the books or a, a spreadsheet or whatever, you got to learn it. You got to learn it quick, and you have to be upfront with people and go, "I don't know," you know. And that's why, say, in the radio sense and pitching that idea, um, you know, my and wanting to get better and get reach out to Craig was because there were gaps in my knowledge, and it drove me nuts. Mm. So I could, in that first year of radio, I might have been having ideas, but because. I had too many gaps of how the radio kind of worked. Yeah. I wasn't really getting anywhere, so mm. I had to get good quick. Mm. That's Understand. how I looked at it. Knowing how to use the tool allows you then to be well, creative with the tool. whipping mm. up, you know, a frenzy of, yeah. you know. And so if, if people are in a market where they've got a CD or a producer that feels like they're uh, not allowing them to be creative, are there mechanisms to get buy-in from people and to build those relationships? Yeah, well, aren't relationships everything? Like mm. th- that has to be negotiated or yeah. and, um, a, having that meeting and saying, hey, listen, I feel like I'm hitting some brick walls here. Mm-hmm. You know, like how are we going to work through this? You know, or how can we tell – so I always say um, tell me what the rules are. Yeah. You know, so I can play the game because mm. then you can bend them. And what are the rules in in the area that you're in? <laughs> um, rules uh, with the ideas or no, rules No, I think with... like is there um, because say taking the regional example with yeah. Tommy being in Shepparton, he could have thought, oh, look, we've got to be local all the time. We've got to be talking about the story at the shopping centre, not yeah. going to LA. Oh, we, we got told, no, you yeah. have to go local. So the, that was a rule. The biggest thing we got was going to um, the Logies. We got mm-hmm. to we got a hotel room each and we mm-hmm. got to record, the you know, the breaks and send them back. And, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, that was about as far as it yeah. got. And so this is a different – so you're syndicated amongst a bunch of different areas. Yeah. So this is, I guess, the new age – version of breakfast in in some ways where it's like your um is it voice tracking is that what they call yeah, it yeah yes and no uh-huh. so um more of a no than a yes mm-hmm. so 
we have localised spots that yeah. play out in every market, all that play out at the same time, but then we're live the rest of the time. Sure. And it's just that we're not saying we're, we're in – like you guys wouldn't say, yeah, we're sitting here in Ferguson Street. You know, like yeah, you yeah. wouldn't be – Yeah, because we don't give an address away. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do. We need a dump button. <laughs> you, can, you can look Especially when you get the radio people You can in. look us up. Hey, Ferguson, <laughs> please send any free stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, oh, box. that says send us mail. It's on the yeah, front door. PO Box 400, Abbotsford. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, it's easier just because we're not always here. Yeah. So yeah. how often are you saying where yeah. you are anyway? And well, this is the funny thing because Tommy and I are always talking about like I love the idea of painting the picture. The mm. first 20 episodes uh, I would say things like, oh, yeah, the, oh, like the weather outside and stuff. And Tommy's mm. like, you're doing a fucking podcast. What, what are you it's 2020 you're listening to <laughs> yeah. these guys talk about. It's 20, it was 2018. Yeah. No, but saying 2020 if you're listening. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. People Three going years back earlier it's like. But that was gone. But there is something in being able to uh, make people feel like you're in a similar sort of spot or things like that. If it's not geography, are there other rules? Like what is the rule book for you? Oh, it's that word, isn't it? Relatability. Mm. That hopefully the story that we're telling or the piece of news that's happening in the day is something that's affecting their lives and it's so we're putting that unique spin on that same story that everyone else is telling and hopefully mm. – the way that we're telling it, you can't get that anywhere else. Yeah. And mm. so you have to tune in to The Morning Rush to hear what does Don and Kate have to say about that. Are there commonalities? So we're like everyday people. Like we're not yeah. superstars. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? We're yeah. just like you and me, yeah. you know, we're not, yeah. And so are there commonalities? Like I think about those shows like Bobby Bones in the US, he's got a bunch of markets or whatever. I think about like, okay, country radio, they like certain things. What is the demographic or psychographic of a listener of your show? I always think, yeah, so on paper it's 45 plus and, you know, we've got music from the 70s, 80s and 90s, <laughs> less of the 90s obviously, and they're just country, hard-working people. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to hear too much. Like we get Peter Ford in who does a <laughs> celebrity report and we get Tony Leonard to talk about all the sport, you know, and they have a great affiliation with those. They're our characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they're just everyday, nothing too over-the-top or fluffy. Mm-hmm. That are, you know, it's just everyday living stuff. So I- that's a common country thing you know mm. good manners and oh well you know yeah. aussie larrikin have a laugh mm. don't take life so seriously yeah mm-hmm. the simple ones that connected for me like the phoners that did really well were just the most simple relatable things mm-hmm. i got hit in the nuts at the uh <laughs> at the shopping center yeah. i was swinging my swinging my red basket and i just hit myself and that old school feeling you don't get it much when you get older of you yeah. feel like they're coming up into your stomach yeah, yeah. So many people, when did you last get hit the nuts? <laughs> I was like, oh, mate, I was putting down the blinds last night and it got me. Uh, Just things like that. And there is nothing, I mean, we're so lucky The, you know, John has been on this show for something like 14 years. Wow. So he's, you know, he's the king of it, mm. really, the market. But um, the people that listen to the show, they're kind of like family members and you get a real mm. kick out. We have no problems getting calls and you talk about crazy topics. I mean, this morning... I saw someone in my news friends had, uh, you know, friends on Facebook mm. wrote, um, the pavlova, did it or, um, did it come from Australia or New Zealand first? Mm. And I just thought I'll whack a poll up on Facebook, see what happens. Mm. Someone commented underneath it, no, and you know what gets me? I'm a New Zealander and Kiwi, 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 oi, 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 actually was ours <laughs> first and you guys stole it from us. Oh. <laughs> so... Um, 
you know, then all of a sudden we start talking about it on the radio, people start ringing up and then it, it turned into not just pavs and where it come from, but it talked about, you know, Christmas, what you're bringing for your Christmas food. Like people love to talk about food. But yeah. Yeah. It was an all out brawl. Yeah, it, was, it was just all on Good and then the New Zealand brawl. people are angry at us. And, <laughs> uh, we went, I find that like a regional or outer city areas, the news and what they cover can sometimes get a bit quirky and interesting. Like, for example, uh, gates were getting stolen around the Goulburn Valley area and one bloke stole uh, three or 400 newspapers. Yeah. And so we did this thing was like, what could he possibly do with these newspapers? <laughs> Give us a call. Let's just make it up. What could this guy actually do with it? And so we yeah. and we got like, oh, he's going to lie on his floor. He's got heaps of cats or something. <laughs> it was funny like that. Is there anything specific to these regions where you broadcast to that are, you're finding some sort of quirky stories? Oh, are- I just it's always full of it. And so the trick then is 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 making it um, so a little story might happen. Yeah, about the ga- you know the gate thief or whatever it might be. Oh, you got I'm one like, too in Mortable, <laughs> but it has been known to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So say that story came out of um, Sale, so that's Terrelgan area, our mm-hmm. market up Gippsland. Um, we then have to look at it that and then go, is there elements that make this networkable? Mm-hmm. So we don't have to say it was happening in Bansdale, but would you believe this guy has been stealing gates, you know, mm. or whatever the story is. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's the trick of it, finding the local stories. But even there's fun in even comparing local newspapers to the Herald Sun some days, mm. you know, like Herald Sun's leading this story and and we're leading with um, Copper Kicks Four Goals on the Weekend, you know, from <laughs> <Copper>. <laughs> Mate, yeah, finished no, with burnouts in the divvy van. <laughs> you know, and then have you been in the back of a divvy van? Yes, yeah. hands up. Yeah. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. And it just, yeah, what, it's what, great. what are the things that stand out for people is, as in, oh, that's very metro? Like what is something that just goes over people's heads or they don't really uh, relate to that might be, say, on a national show? So like what people within Melbourne are talking about that doesn't connect within Some the of the Oh, I don't want to say it doesn't connect, but mm. it just depends on the show, doesn't it? It's mm. like 3AW, we're going to be talking about things that Fifi, um, mm. Fev and Byron, it, there's mm-hmm. no way known in hell they're going to talk about yeah. it. So I just think, mm. yeah, um, you know, for me, you get in at four o'clock in the morning or quarter to four um, and start looking at what's happened overnight type thing and you write it all up on the board and it's just a matter of finding out what the mo- what's going to connect most with our listeners and mm. knowing that we take news, national news that's coming out of Melbourne. So they're going to get the national story. So we get a real kick out of, you know, David Armstrong. We can grab his audio out some days, you know, because he said something funny that we can't believe in the news or, yeah, yeah, so and pull things apart that way. Uh But, yeah. And with John doing 12 years and then you coming in, was it a shock for him (laughs) when you're like, all right, I want to go overseas? Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose it was a gamble. I thought you were going to say I just had these awful memories. We had a big night on the drink one night and I said, oh, my God, like we were about 12 months in or whatever and I thought, oh, it was a nightmare when I started. Like I was green as. I had no idea what I was doing. First radio job and we're on this big show. And he said, yeah, I'll never do it again. (laughs) I would never take on a newbie again. And I thought, I've killed him. (laughs) I was like... What was it? What were you? What do you think? What? What's the? What was the green in you? What were you doing? Just no experience. Everything was new. Mm -hmm. Talking in front of a microphone, Mm. how to tell a story. Yeah, they took a big gamble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you don't know what you don't know, and so and there's a lot that you don't know going into that. Yeah, and it's lovely now because I say any bad habits really, it's John's fault. (laughs) (laughs) And so you went to. So how how long in? So I guess it was two Mm. years in. 
So we'd done that first 12 months mm-hmm. and we had a planning meeting. John came down to Peterborough and I had written out a list of the top 10 things that were happening for 2018, um, everything from the Royal Wedding to was it the Commonwealth Games were happening, lots of different things for the mm-hmm. year. And, and I went through them and I'd left the Royal Wedding at the bottom and then I said, wouldn't it be amazing if we could go over and do, yeah. you know, and he was like, Kate, I have been with the company for 24 years and I am telling you that there is no chance that they are ever going to approve this. And then he took a moment and then he said, but I'll tell you what, if you can pitch it and you get a yes, I'll support you. And I said, okay. So we called our CEO, Mark Taylor, then and there in my kitchen table and he said, yeah, Sounds all right to me. If you can get a, <laughs> if you can get the partner, what would a partner look like? And um, you know, so yeah, he helped us work through the names of partners. And was John like, oh yeah. fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go. Now I've got to go. I think he sometimes says that every yeah. day. <laughs> what have I said yes to? But yeah, so that's how it come about. And then of course, because you know. It hadn't been like how we, everything had to be mapped out. So mm-hmm. I called it the playbook really. Everything, John got to, we just divided up all the jobs. Like how did the technical requirements work? Who's going to handle the partnership? That was the most important thing with Trafalgar and little details like the logo, where's it placed and on all our mm. information going out. Is there a local sales strategy? So can we sell this locally to try and monetize this mm. a little bit? Well, yeah, there was, you know, local travel agents were able to buy in radio advertising. If you're loving John and Kate's excellent UK adventure you can have one too pop mm. into hello world travel oh, yeah, yeah so yeah. we were able to you know just you know i keep talking about that whip like you yeah. just keep whipping things up until mm. everyone's you know and what support do you have within like the network and the station do you have integration tactics do you have producer like what sort of the no, that's all her you know and that's probably that moment that you go that is probably the difference mm-hmm. that we're talking about between a metro Mm-hmm. Um, radio show and a regional radio show, we don't have those resources. So we have incredible teams, you know, and we've got great group content directors, content directors. Our CEO is very hands-on, which is lucky. John, with his experience, means that he has bought the trust. Yeah. So Kate can might have a crazy idea about something, but because John is the good mm. stayer, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're not going to get too carried away because yeah. John's going to keep it all in line. Yeah. So um, that's really, really, really good. But, yeah, that's the difference. We don't mm-hmm. have that. So if we want to make something happen, you know, sometimes John will say, yeah, cool, you want to play backyard cricket? Off you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, okay. But then you've got you're in control more so because yeah. you're the one who has to make it happen. Yeah. With your business and when you were growing that and where you got it to, what what was some of those things that you applied this approach to yeah. for your own thing that, you know, didn't have anyone saying, yes, you can do that or no, you can't do that? So just to give, paint that picture for you, the Victorian Dance Festival was started in 2013 as an idea that um, instead of travelling to a metro city to experience the best dance instructors in all of Australia – maybe just for once we could have it in our own backyard, right? So there was no reason to come together other than we're going to pick out the best instructors and they're going to teach you how to dance so people wouldn't have access to. And we had 117 people come on that first one. Now, at that same time, I was trying to get a radio job and I was getting a 1,000 no's. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> same time. So every no that I got, I enrolled in my Masters of Media and Communications here at Swinburne. Mm. So I would drive down to Melbourne and I would do... Two, two hours worth of study and then drive home. But what I was learning in that was 
PR and marketing, mm. and, you know, and how to tell a story and things like that. And so what happened was we were starting to apply all those types of things, all the stuff that we do now in radio to a dance festival which had not been done before, mm. you know. So we would have an event then and I remember saying to our photographer, um, you know, we might only have a couple of hundred people here but you need to make it look big. Yeah. You need to make this look like I'm sitting at home and I wish I was at the Victorian Dance Festival, mm. you know, so that that kid that sees it on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever goes, Mom, I need to buy that $250 ticket yeah. mm. <laughs> and I need to mm. be there the next year. So the following year we had 1,300 people Whoa. turn up. And then the next. 100%, 100% increase, 1,000%. It's, yeah, it's it, was, it, was, it was a lot. Right? <laughs> Don't do math. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then the, ne the next year we had yeah. yeah, 2,300. Okay, let me do the math here. And it kept growing. And then we started building partnerships with people, with big companies, one of them being Energetics. And they'd always said, Kate, it would be amazing in Melbourne. And oh, just a flippant, you know, those ideas mm -hmm. that mm. happen. And I had said, um, oh, well, I'd only go to Melbourne for one thing. And that would be the Melbourne Town Hall. Like if this country girl is going to go to Melbourne, she's mm -hmm. going straight mm -hmm. to the Town Hall. Yeah. And they said, okay, well, we will give you 20 grand. You go to the Melbourne Town Hall, Kate. Mm. And so we had 5,000 people in the Melbourne Town Hall. We couldn't have fitted another person in there. Yeah, That's it was amazing. crazy. Yeah. And when you were uh, trying to get a radio job and all those <laughs> no's. I get so embarrassed. Yeah, what was, like, did you have... Um, like an air check or whatever, like what, what, did you, what did you actually? Oh, it was awful. Yeah. yeah. So my radio story was, again, so, so same year, 2013, mm -hmm. enrolled in the Melbourne Radio School, which is now closed, mm -hmm. and then thought because my brother had got a job straight away that you would just do the radio course and then start working the radio station mm -hmm. and it didn't kind of pan out like that. So, but what would happen was I'd Do you apply. think you'll miss, like, do you think that they're, are people that are selling that dream? Like where do people get that so idea from? So my challenge though, to be fair, was mm. um, I could only, I've got three kids, mm. so I could actually only go to two radio stations. My options weren't that big because my husband, bless him, said, well, that's great, you've got this dream, but we're not mm -hmm. just going to pack up and move to Queensland, Yeah, you right. know, for you to take that first job. Like you've got so to get common. something locally. Yeah. yeah, and with radio it's like people go oh, it's everywhere. You've got to take the yeah. first job wherever it comes uh -huh. up, right? So I used to apply for jobs for fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, am I any good at this? Yeah. So just let me know. And then they go, yeah, you're good. Like, can you come up? No. Nah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, I'll do this job. No, yeah. I don't want to. Sorry, it's like I just the, wanted the to check. Scene. Just like you're yeah, going yeah. on dates. Will you go interested. out with me? Yes. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know it sounds awful, but I was yeah. looking to see, you know, do I need to let go of this dream type mm -hmm. thing? So no, it's the ultimate troll. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so essentially what would happen is um, a job would come up. I remember a job come up and it was for the local newsreader and they said, well, Kate, you've got a lovely um, voice, but we're going to go with the guy who's been working at the local newspaper. Um, so, you know, he's obviously a journalist, so mm -hmm. that makes complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd enrolled in the Masters of Media and Communications. So the first subject that I actually enrolled in was journalism. Mm -hmm. And then the second job that come up was production, and I thought, how hard can it be? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And... Um, <laughs> So stupid, so naive. Thought I could handle. I had some basic skills, and um, yeah, they said, "Yeah, nah." And so I enrolled in advanced production so mm. that I could edit and make the mm. ads if I needed. So if the next job come up, so my theory was become a jack of all trades. You know, like just keep going. You know, and 
I balloon bombed a radio station. What does that even mean? Yeah. So I sent, so, you know, the uh, saying in radio was top of the mind, mm, right? Yeah, so right. I only had two stations and I was like, I was watching people get employed and I was like, oh, they're great, but, you know, and they get the job. Yeah, yeah. So I balloon bombed one of the stations. So I sent a thousand balloons in just with a card that said top of the mind, you know, like top of the mind. Yeah, I reckon yeah. I went to see the penguins the other day. They said how bad balloons are. So you probably killed about <laughs> 10 balloons for that. But Thank they, you. They, no, they the weren't ten, letting them out into penguins. the air. <laughs> but apparently it was very sad the next day when they come in and they were halfway. <laughs> what did it cost you? Lots yeah, of money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I invest. I am, Buck I, a balloon. And where do they get delivered. sent? How to get? Is it a truck? So someone had to turn up at the ro- local country radio station with all these balloons. Yeah. yeah and um, let them go. No. And I wanted just to say, hey, I'm here. Because I'd been up to Sydney with Peter mm-hmm. and I'd met this girl and she said to me, I turned up at a radio station with biscuits in the shape of stars and I said, I can bring you the stars. And I got hired on the spot and I thought, <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is how you do it. So, yeah. you know, six months later I sent a cake that said top of the mind. This is why I oh, say I'm is, so embarrassed. No, this is so good though. I love it. <laughs> top of the mind. I'm still here. I'm keen. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. Is this at the balloon station? Same yeah, one? Same yeah. station, right? <laughs> the balloon girls are back again. <laughs> Yeah. But she's bought cake, yeah. so it's okay. So um, cake, top of the mind written on the top of it. Just want to let you know I'm at yeah. uni now mm-hmm. and I'm doing these subjects. Yeah. That's this like is so good. Subject. Well, I think there's right. the naivety in it at the start and looking back and feeling like it's, it's cringe. It's like, yeah, it might be cringe to you now, but it, if if you don't, if yeah. you didn't do that, it might not have worked. But that's oh, also oh. all you had at the time, right? Which is like you're you were realizing, okay, I don't have these skills yet. Yeah, yeah. But if I hit them with enthusiasm, yeah. I mean, the actually, person that sends a balloon didn't work, but <laughs> also probably would write a haiku poem. <laughs> Did you ever write Any one poems? of those? No, no, no poems? I, I pulled the line at, at poems, oh, but yeah. um. So <laughs> I, then I thought, okay, I've probably um I've probably done everything I can do there before mm-hmm. I start of. Got too annoying. Which station was it? The one that I'm at now, okay, yeah. right? So the other station. Um, and what was, was the job? What was the specific job that you were asking? No, there for? was no job. You were just top of I mind. Just, I just, I just, I, yeah. I met with the local sales manager because I thought I could do sales, mm-hmm. you know. And and I remember she said to me, "Why do you want to do sales?" And I was like, "Because there's so many opportunities. Like yeah. once I'm in the door, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the world's our oyster. You just got to let me in, you mm. know." And I think they thought. Yeah, she's a lunatic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, you, yeah, if you can get past those balloons. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so then, yeah, look, I the other station, I sent crayfish and beer. Crayfish and beer? Yeah, what, that so was before crayfish, Christmas. Yeah. yeah, local crayfish and beer. And um, and then I thought, okay, now I go quiet. Now uh-huh. I go quiet and I get to work. So really mm. just be ready the moment that an opportunity comes up. So mm-hmm. study, what do I need to know? Yeah, get reading out loud, you know, practising. Mm-hmm. I started, so I was building the dance festival at the same time and I was loving the story. So I started travelling around regional Victoria telling the, and interviewing the stories of the studio owners and making them the focus and then that become my marketing. I was telling the stories of country dance. Mm. Yeah, so all the skills that I was learning for this dream job in radio, I was applying to a dance festival that was skyrocketing and mm. then finally got the <laughs> finally got the dream job yeah. and then realised you can have everything but not all at once mm. and an opportunity come up 
I can't believe I've done it. But, yeah, an opportunity come up. Someone said, Would you, could we buy your dance festival? And I thought, when does when does that even happen? Mm. Like, what and it was KFC. They yeah. bought it. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they were getting KFC. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's I so took cool. it. Yeah. So that's I, – I say it's so embarrassing and it's um, – you know, it makes me come across like I'm really full on. But that's but that's a way to do <laughs> no, it. Isn't you were. You said a thousand balloons. That's, that's, yeah, a thousand yeah, balloons is just, huge. It's know, also a helium in a shortage. Maybe station that might have worked, or you know, like those kind of up, stunts no, might have worked. I don't no. know. Oh, maybe not even. Maybe not metro stations. Because I feel like. Well, they wouldn't have got past security. <laughs> no, I feel like it's a unique approach to a, 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 a regional, if they're called regional, a provincial station, like. It's probably more stands out in these markets because yeah. they're like, oh, here's someone that really, really wants. Yeah, well, I thought that was the crack. theory, so maybe I was a little over the top. <laughs> well, you don't know. Here's the thing about all these opportunities we create: is we don't know if they would have happened if you didn't do that. Yeah, so that's if there's right. one thing in the process to get there. Like I've started a bunch of businesses. I started one, got into a bit of debt with one, and it was if I didn't do that. Josh and I wouldn't have been doing the production stuff together mm. and wouldn't have started communicating and working out, let's do some creative stuff and do the podcast. Yeah. And so I think, oh, I could easily regret all of those things mm -hmm. I've done, but I can't because Well, now, that's the way that mm. you get to the thing. I was just asking 97, has there been a helium <laughs> shortage? Yeah, there's a there's a helium crisis at the moment. It came from Warnable. because <laughs> um, Kate Mead started What it. does that actually mean? What do we use helium for? Uh, MR, MRIs and balloons. <laughs> MRIs and balloons. And balloons. <laughs> so some poor people just started partying and saving people. Yeah. So if, you, if you're trying to get a radio job, maybe um, tone it down on well, the balloons. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I saw the penguins. They were saying, like, not the actual the people who look after the penguins were saying uh, bubbles. We should prom be promoting yeah, bubbles. Yeah, yeah. The problem is it's just a little bit more hands-on because you actually have to be outside. Isn't with the saying, wet. Um, once you know better, do better. Yeah, so exactly. I now know that balloons oh, are yeah. bad and oh, yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. Well, I still it. need to get a, I need to get a keep cup. So we're, we're all, yeah. we've all got things yeah. to, to fix. Yeah. You know? oh, I mean, I, lo I love that story of doing your own business because I, yeah. I think it, this creative landscape, it's hard to do it solo. Like it's, what I liked about working in the radio station was it's a job to show up to and then do the creative thing that I also mm -hmm. love. What For you, what do you see 10 years down the track? Oh, I get up. You know, people say that to me regularly now and I don't know what it looks I've written, I'm a huge believer in you write down what, you know, I'd written this down. I had a photo in a station, you know, I visual, you know, I knew what I wanted, you mm. know, I was really clear about that. I can't see see as clearly forward 10 years mm -hmm. like I would like to at the moment. And I wonder if that's because I literally am enjoying every day. I have to admit I have days where I miss that dance festival, but I think it's because I miss um, I was the boss of that, mm -hmm. you know, like no, <laughs> that sounds really, you know, but, you know, I was I got the buck stopped with me. I could make mm. decisions. I could make them really fast. I didn't have to run it through ten people to to get that approval or whatever. I could change it tomorrow if I woke up. Um, well, I think it's great because know. also along with being a leader and the boss is that 
all the sh- all the shit yeah, stuff, all the so stuff ups end on you too. I think so. I, you know, so in that regard, you know, having all those people in front of me, I sleep a bit better because I'm not like worried about yeah. how I'm going to pay the bills. And but like there's that. also a resilience in your ideas because you have to sell them in so hard well, every time. You know, you talk about the pitching. I th- mm. always think that the money and the stakeholder element are really, really important in everything that you're thinking about. Um, I talk about this night at home in Peterborough. It was 11 o'clock at night. And I was sitting on the beanbag and... Um, Just painting the picture. Yeah. Really like, yeah, this is good. This <laughs> sitting is good. on the beanbag. So you can imagine in the jammies, the whole bit's going on. And I had $69,000 worth of bills in front of me. I thought you were going to say $69,000. <laughs> 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 I got this a is deal. The biggest no. Thing. That's a no, lot of bills. That's what? a lot of bills. So this is the year that we're going into the Melbourne Town Hall and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, how am I going to... How am I, how am I going to... Pay, you know, like some people, this is their yearly mm-hmm. income. This is like crazy town. And I, um, I, it had never happened before, but I had a vision of what it would look like. Packed out dancers all on the floor of the Melbourne Town Hall dancing together. Mm. And I went to bed that night and I got up and I thought, righto, I need to get back on the phone. I need to, I need to sell one more ticket today. Two more tickets, three more tickets, and speak to the. Is there anything that I haven't sold yet? You know, mm-hmm. I'd pretty much sell a kidney <laughs> at this stage. Yeah. But yeah, so oh, she, cool, was, so. she was trying to buy Mister Ninety Sevens when she walked in. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what I mean? So yeah. every element of the Victorian Dance Festival was sold. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, yeah, absolutely have sold a kidney if I needed to. How do you but- know what things are, are worth? Like if you were, because one of the things that we struggle with, we've been mm-hmm. doing the show for twenty months or whatever. And we haven't made a cent on the podcast, haven't monetized at all. I think that's there's partly an excuse on we're waiting for the right time. But the real answer is where we haven't asked the question. Yeah. Uh, how do you know what something is worth? So partnerships are always worth more than money. Mm-hmm. So it's always the business that you're doing the deal with. But um, I literally wrote out a list and I realised, so if I was standing on the floor at the Melbourne Town Hall and I was looking at the stage there's a whole banner from mm-hmm. a video that's being filmed that could be running across that. Now, that means that every photo from that angle and every video, you could have your business across there and mm-hmm. I'm going to charge you 2500 for that because yeah. that photo, that footage, it's not just there for 12 months. Yeah. It's it there on. for life. Mm-hmm. So that was sold. All the booths, you know, so we had all the different businesses. So we had 28 booths and um, I, I looked at other festivals, other events. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just, there was only one other dance event in Australia at that time, but I would go to a lot of conferences and I would look and see how they would do it. And, and what, and I'd say, oh, can I, I'm not, I'm not buying today, but would you mind sharing with me your prospectus, mm-hmm. you know, how your sponsorship packages and things like that. So I got really just kind of without sounding funny, yeah, but good at identifying what we had was worthy of your investment. How and did you know what to spend money on? So when you've got that, it's I like... I tried a, not to spend it at yeah, all. <laughs> yeah. Was that, is that yeah. part, like, so say you think about the using that banner analogy. Yeah. You go yeah. into the printer and they're saying, now there's this, there's this type of material or that type of yeah. material. This one's a little bit more, but it's a little bit more primo. Yeah. How do you make a decision on where I to I remember, it? I mean, you guys are amazing with your logo, but I remember wanting a media wall because people mm-hmm. who had media walls were so professional yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't afford the $1,000 for the media wall. Mm-hmm. So it was, okay, $1,000 for the media wall, we've got to double it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, for 2000 Tommy, you can have the daily talk show beside 
VDF <laughs> and every photo, official photo will be in front of that media wall. And then I got my media wall. I had to put up with your logo, but mm. I got my media wall. So, so was it for was every okay. expense saying, okay, I need to sell enough to cover that? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yep. So if I wanted something, I had to cover it. And yeah. when you go to sell um, a business like that or an operation, uh, what are they buying and how do you package it up so it is something that you sell? In the case of the dance festival, you were kind of buying into a community and you mm -hmm. were buying into a feeling because it wasn't bricks and mortar. I wasn't saying, you know, I'm selling you this jumper or this cup or anything. It mm -hmm. was um, your investment is into the community and your impact through that will be generational. So that was the kind of language that I talked about. So um, we wanted to create an environment that was all about community and not about competition, coming together to learn and to celebrate and lift each other up mm. and understand that in dance um, it's not about being the best dancer in the room, it's about dancing mm -hmm. So and having dance for your life. So by you investing in that, you, you're buying into the dream with me. Yeah. So that, you know, the part, mm. those people that gave me money, I ended up, you know, I'd go to their kids' birthday party, you know, like the relationships were huge. Mm -hmm. I knew when their birthdays were on, I'd send them cards if someone died in their family and we would send them flowers. Mm. And, and when I say we, we did have a team, but that was, I had to mm. do that stuff because. Ah, that little Timmy's birthday. Yeah. Bloody <laughs> annoying. Yeah, little but, shit. but it was those little things yeah. and handwriting dance studio owners right across Victoria. I mean, they started coming from every state in Australia. They started coming from America and New Zealand and um, the Philippines. And wow. I would write a card that said, thank you for choosing to spend your money on me. Mm -hmm. So for you, you might have had to, if you were the parent, you know, I used to stand at the door when they'd open the doors to the Victorian Dance Festival, stand there. So you had to walk past me on the way through so I could say thank you. Mm. Like, thank you, mum, for working 12 hours to buy that one ticket for mm -hmm. your daughter to be here today. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You had to pack shelves or do whatever you had to do for them to come. Mm. So that was, yeah, that's how I treated it. Like, so the moment the doors would open, you'd be thinking, I hope there's someone out there. And that Melbourne Town Hall day, the people wrapped around, right around the corner at Swanson Street and it was just, you know, crazy. So wow. do you th are you then uh, really protective of that? So finding someone to buy it, were there a lot of sort of rules around if you're going to do this, I want to make sure that X, Y and Z? I mean, you can't yeah. kind of do that. You mm -hmm. just have to kind of hope. And they had their first event this year mm -hmm. and... You know, thousands of people still turned up and, mm. and they still use that language, community, not competition and, you know, but they're putting their spin on it, mm. you know, it's, you know, targeted differently and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that's, I have to walk away. Yeah. Was it hard to walk away? I didn't realise and I don't think people talk about it, but mm. when you sell a business, if you've built it from scratch, you grieve, mm. like literally grieve for mm. it because you put your heart and soul into it. And all of a sudden someone's running off and doing something else mm. with it. But, yeah, and you've been used to running at a pace, you know, of every minute of every hour thinking about is there another way to get more people to come or how am I going to pay that bill or is that contract signed or is that instructor flying in at the right time? You know, there's all these, you know, your project management on overdrive for, you know, every hour of every minute of mm. every day. How so, different is building a business to building your personal brand, which is how what you're paid to do now for radio. It's like they're employing Kate me. Yeah, yeah. It's um I've always said the only time you'll ever see me really arc up is if I think my name is in jeopardy. Like mm -hmm. I always like to think, 
you know, your name is everything. That's the only thing that you've got. That was was real good. (laughs) Ready for a punch up. But it's the only thing that you've got at the end of the day is Mm. your name, you know. So hopefully you always think that anyone that you've worked with, they'll walk away and go, oh, you know. They might not say I'm cruisy, but they might go, she was fun and she said yes mm-hmm. and she had energy and, yeah, I would definitely recommend working with her again. So they're the things. Well, that's branding and what people say about yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely, mm. yeah. So and then living it every day. Mm. Yeah. So the so the business brand yep. versus personal brand or do you see them as I'm bringing Kate Mead personal brand and embodying that within. You know, when I talked about the grief of selling a business, and I keep pointing to mm. the thing because yeah. you've got to remember. Oh, yeah. That makes no sense. I remember gotta... things. <laughs> yeah. But I do remember uh, Women of Influence, which I want to oh, get to. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But it, um, you know, I attached myself to the Victorian Dance Festival. I thought who I was, was, is the founder of the Victorian Dance Festival. Hi, mm. I'm Kate Mead. I'm the founder of the Victorian Dance Festival. You know, like... That's who I was, but that's not who I am and dance is not who I am, you know. Yeah, mm. it, I had to separate it. Yeah, and I didn't realise at the time that I had wrapped up so much of who I was mm-hmm. and what I was about in that festival. Is there a so way of – like, So by yeah. cutting that off, I guess the one way of doing it is just wrapping yourself up into a completely – other brand, which has the risk again of doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Like so Except that I'd like to think I'm smarter this yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. And so how how do <laughs> how do you um detach we um we had Shanna Kennedy on who talks about you're not your job. Yeah. Uh who are you when you're not your job? Do you I'm think? a mum. Mm. Yeah. Just a mum with three kids. Mm. Yeah. That's it. And do you think that it's what does that mean from a from a your work and brand and all that sort of thing? Does that, like, how does that come through? In- so I th- I think I like to think if you were flicking over or flicking through the social media, you're seeing a gamut of, you know, like, well, what's she about? Or what, mm-hmm. you know, like one minute she's on the beach and the next minute she's in New York or next minute she's in the radio station. Like, I can't keep up with that woman and I'm mm-hmm. okay with that because that's generally kind of what my life looks like. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so um, there is... I know that we're supposed to be separate, you know, and we should be, you know, if you're not on air, mm. you know, who you're supposed to be. And I can look you in the eye and say, oh, I'm a, I am a mess of everything mixed in together, mm-hmm. you know, and I just think, and then you just have to keep evolving through it. Well, I guess like the you are not your job is slightly different when it comes to talent because you sort of are like you are your personality. Yeah. You are bringing yourself every single mm. Yeah, so the first year of, you know, regional radio, I could go to the supermarket in my Uh Ugg boots. I can't do that. Yeah, (laughs) I see. (laughs) So is what were you going to say? I only did it once. (laughs) And you got spotted first time you did it? Yeah, yeah. So you just don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) What did they say? Do you get, did they call the radio show or what? Like it just becomes. No, they they kind of look at you funny. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they didn't know you from the radio. And then they kind of come back, you know, in another another aisle and then they go, is that? Is that you on the radio? That's so funny. <laughs> oh, i got to get out of here. I'm hyperventilating. <laughs> so um, with the with the radio stuff, you have to ask, uh, you know, get permission a lot yeah. with Women of Influence, your podcast. I know that's through Ace yeah. still, but do you get a lot of the freedoms of that sort of having your own business, being able to build something yourself? Yeah. Um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... Um, so the idea of the Women of Influence podcast came about 
because of literally the dance festival, the Australian Financial Review run an award system called the 100 Women of Influence. And I got listed on the 100, which is still crazy to even think about it. But I got up to Sydney and I opened up the program and inside it were 100 women. And I thought some of them we know, you know, Mm -hmm. Tracy Spicer was in there and there were some others in there. And I thought... But there was a woman who'd created a a breast shield and another woman that was, uh, you know, created a brand. Another was curing cancer. And I thought, how do we not know these stories? Someone needs to tell these stories. And I started speaking actually to Craig Bruce about it and I spoke to Jay Mueller about it and I thought, this is a podcast. This is telling not just famous people's stories. This is about telling anybody's stories and instead of telling everyone's stories let's niche it in Mm. and let's just own them own women you know like let's just really focus in on women's stories and you know celebrate what they've been doing so unknown or known it doesn't matter um and yeah pitched it to ace radio because i wanted to use their equipment for free yeah yeah it's always great (laughs) and you know I, i was pretty confident i was gonna get a yes for that and then um They said, can you just hold a little bit? And I'd kind of had a, you know, I'd kind of been pitching it to some other people and they'd been saying, yeah, well, we could do an ad share with it, you know, if you put it on our platform type Uh thing and kept kind of hesitating. But, yeah, the um, Ace Radio team went over to Radio Days and come back from that and it was all about podcasting Mm -hmm. and the change in the audio world and they'd said, yep, we're going to let you do this, you know, and you can do it on your own. Um, or you can do it under ACE. And mm. I reckon it took me a month because of this very fear. You know, they could still shut down that at any time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If they wanted to, mm. that's, you know, that's the risk that I decided to go with. But um, I What's wanted- the reward? What's the – so there's the risk. What's the bit – so you get the equipment – yeah. What, what's um, the, the other thing? You know, because they, you know, we're talking about a radio company. So you guys have skills that I don't. Um, so in terms of what a radio company has, I mean, they've got a whole digital team. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I wanted to create the online branding and stuff that I've got now, like I've had, I've been able to be down to the nitpick of, I don't like that colour green, you know, like I don't like that. I need to build a media kit here that what's our font that runs through all of it. I need to know, you know, we need to have the photo statement. I would have spent 20 grand just through, if I was a client going Mm -hmm. out to a company to do this for me, Mm. you know, that's, you know, and I need the website up and done and and they say, yes, okay, no worries, I put it in and I wouldn't have had the money then to have done that on Mm -hmm. my own. So, you know, that support is incredible. So that's the risk I run though. Yeah. You know, they could still shut it down at any time. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, how many numbers did I get today? (laughs) Does it feel like that? Is the analytics, are they taking note? I think, oh, definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely taking note. But I also think um, it's the first, you know, they are a radio predominant, you know, they're a radio business. Mm -hmm. So um, they're dipping their toe in the water. And I always, you know, if a chance comes up and you get to talk to to them about it, I'll say to the managers, you know, that's great that we're dipping a toe in, but you realise in, say, three years' time from now or four years' time, You'll only have one, (laughs) which is good for you, though, right? Like that's the thing, and I kept going because I kept saying, you know, like I'm on breakfast radio, so I'm a radio nerd. I Mm -hmm. love, you know, the old-fashioned wireless, you know, but I listen to audio on demand Mm -hmm. based on the topic and based on what I want to hear. And I do that with Netflix, and I do that. I don't um, have Foxtel anymore, Mm. and all those types of things are coming into play now. So. You know, maybe, you know, maybe we need to start having those conversations. So at the moment, 
while there's a little bit of pressure like, oh, okay, you didn't get many listening to that mm-hmm. one. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll share well, it some like, more. It's early, da- but it's, it's early days as well. So I uh, feel like you need mm. to uh, – you've got to be in it. Like what's, yeah. the, what's the alternative? That was least? the thing. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, it's just such a new thing and learning as we go. I'd actually – even the art of interviewing someone mm. – I had interviewed 18 women, so 18 hours worth of interviewing before I released the first one and now I listen back to the 18 and I can't release one of them. <laughs> I'm having to redo them now. But you actually are doing them. I have to redo them because I sound like, um, so you just You just don't uh, listen to them. That's what we do. Oh, we yeah. just send it out into it. the world. <laughs> it's just the worst. Yeah. So, so did you – was there a level of confidence going in – that then you do it and you go, okay, the confidence to get it across the line yeah. wasn't in line with my skill Yeah, set. yeah. So I used to say I think the concept of the Women of Influence podcast is good, right? So I feel mm-hmm. like I'm onto something. If I had pitched this somewhere else and I'd said, and I think we might get a superstar to host it, Chances are this thing would probably sit at a number, you know, one, you know, like you put a celebrity in, I'm going to yeah. host this podcast mm. and we're just going to be about women. That would done it. So I'm actually the weak link in it. But that's the so. thing. But that's the thing. Like mm. that's like us. Oh, we're, we're the are, weak link. We're the, we're the weak link. <laughs> well, we are, right? We've got, we, we came into this with no audience. Yeah. And so we're building completely from scratch. Yeah. But there's, so, there's a beauty in the weak link because the thing is everything that you do, like mm. I've said it t- uh, to you before on DMs, like your branding and the stuff, like it looks like a number one show. Yeah, and, and that was, um, you know, one of the first comments was I laid it out on the table, you mm. know, and I had a couple of consultants in and I was like, can I let you look at this? And they said, Kate, this looks amazing. Uh-huh. You better live up to this. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. And, I, and then I was like, I'm going to be sick because mm. I thought, you know, I'm not there yet. Like I'm three years into this radio mm. career or, you know, I've, ju- I've just got to get good quick. And the only way that you get better is by doing what? Yeah, yeah doing in, it. Day yeah. Out, yeah. Doing it. So I can hear the interviewing technique getting better. But I also, I mean, we just three weeks ago opened up a Facebook group and there's mm. about 2,000 people in there. Oh, yeah. amazing. It's crazy. And I go... I, I had to bring them in on the journey with me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're going to grow as I grow, you know, and they tell me who they want to hear and um, give me feedback and what was your takeaway and all that type mm. of stuff. So Do you I'm think you, growing in yeah, front of them yeah. and they're kind of coming with me. If that, Like I can't almost. So why record, re-record any others? Like I, I feel like. Oh, because we move out. forward, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but there is, there is something in the, um, in that process in like we all start from like you go to any podcast like on the the weekend I went back to Joe Rogan's first 15 podcasts yeah. and just reveled in how shit they were right and just like <laughs> oh this is so good I can't even hear what he's saying yeah. like, uh, and but there is um but I think that there, there is something in that like you have to put like and putting out it's yeah, it's interesting. The thoughts on quality, what yeah. are, and perfectionism. Yeah. How has that played through on your journey? Yeah, so, so far? I have trouble with it because mm-hmm. I want it to be a spot on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the gap of where I'm at and where I want it to be, mm-hmm. it's what it is. You yeah. know. So I've got to just I've got to push those feelings yeah. really deep mm-hmm. down because otherwise you wouldn't do. Yeah. You wouldn't run a business, you wouldn't put a podcast out mm-hmm. if you couldn't control that feeling of inadequacy and not being good enough. So you've got to ignore it. So and, do you need to put on. it out though? I wonder if the thing is like 
are you do you feel like you were getting the lessons by recording being like, oh, it's not up to standard and then redoing it? I kind of, when I described those first 18, mm-hmm. I feel like I was doing my apprenticeship or the mm-hmm. training ground yeah. before it went up. Yeah, I know what you're saying mm-hmm. and some of them I go, oh, we should do that. But even the lesson of originally, so we are based in regional Victoria. Um, I can come down to Melbourne sometimes and 3AW let me record from their studio, which is amazing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, we the can record there. The balloons got yeah. across the line. <laughs> um, yeah, and do that. But so the bulk of the interviews has to be done via phone. Now I was listening back to the podcast, like the practice ones, and we'd put them together. Well, they weren't practice ones, but we put them together like they were going to be released and I was saying, you know, the one thing that's letting us down is the, qual- the audio quality because mm-hmm. if you're a podcaster – is there nothing better when it's crystal yeah. clear mm. and crisp and it sounds professional? So then we found, we, you know, we did some more research and we found out, well, Skype is the next, mm-hmm. the closest thing that you're going to get to a nice clear sound other than face-to-face. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so all of those other ones are done via phone and yeah. the other, you know, these mm. ones now are moving forward via Skype. So, yeah, I don't know. I keep wondering, should, could I montage them? And I just go, no, I'll just redo it. Mm. Yeah. I'll just redo it. I'll just be there till, you know, 3 a.m. every day. <laughs> what did you say to the the guests that you rec- recorded? Was the expectation that, hey, this is a trial, they might not go no, out? No, no. Uh-huh. It was, um, yeah, talk about belief in the product. Mm-hmm. You know, like we are launching a podcast that's going to change the way that women talk about women's achievements. Yeah. And I think you are a woman of influence mm-hmm. and would you join me on this journey? Yeah. So that's what it was about. So I do have to go back and do those those 18. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I haven't, yeah, just, it's just moving forward. Yeah. When do you know when something's of the right time to approach it? Because you could look retrospectively and say, oh, we'll do an 18. It's probably not the right time. Or is it? Yeah, yeah. What's your perspective on, well, on the right time? Well, what happened was I, I'd written out the list of women that I would love to speak to. So mm. I had my, you know, top 50 or whatever, and they include people like Michelle Obama and, you know, just in your who are not Australian, but mm-hmm. that's not the point. Um, but one of them was Lana Wilkinson. And I'd recorded her via the phone. It was one of the early ones and the Logies were happening and she's a stylist and she was dressing six uh, women at the Logies and I was being sent up to the Logies to report for the Morning Rush. So I just said to the ACE team, we've got to release, This is she's our number one and we're going to piggyback all our Instagram on her mm-hmm. and lo- hashtag Logies and stylists and dresses and da-da-da. So our first response or first um, podcast had a really surprising number and then we thought that we would have all those types of numbers moving forward and it doesn't yeah. look like that. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> so it was, um, I go, oh, it was a stroke of genius, but it, uh-huh. I don't know if it really was or mm. not, but it just felt like the timing was right to launch it. But I remember, I reckon I sent some messages saying, this is the worst feeling. It was the yeah. worst the night before knowing that people were going to get a, a notification to say that there's an episode there. Do you, think launches, like do you think launches are overrated? They're, they're just horrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, in they're some ways, exciting. They're so exciting. Yeah. It's but like it's the lowest because I think about like back to like we talk about our numbers and how little we had in the first six months or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you think about like, okay, how much pain, like the launch, the episode one will potentially have the lowest amount of mm-hmm. like the way that I guess we viewed it is it's like it's probably going to be our shittest episode. We just got to get it through mm. two, three. Yeah. And so there's a beauty in when I did a podcast called Josh Speaking, I had 
uh, all of the, like everyone was an amazing guest straight up. We were, I guess, with the Daily Talk Show, we did 50 episodes before we had a guest, 20 episodes before yeah. we mm. told anyone. I wonder if like the la- that launch of um, because I feel like I do the same thing, which is have the bet. I need the usernames. I need the website. I need to have everything dialed mm. in so that day one it is that world's best yeah. show. Yeah. Well, that was the challenge. I mean, our marketing looks mm. so spot yeah, on. It's so my fear then was. So they listen to the first episode and they go, what the, that's not what we were buying into. Mm. Like we were buying into, you know, so that's why it was really important just to connect, just keep connecting at a fundamental level. So the strategy around the podcast for me is not necessarily, and it's been interesting even having sometimes the influencers on because you Mm. think, oh, we'll get an influencer on and they'll share it and then they don't share it. And then you think, what did I even talk to you for? We need that approach. (laughs) (laughs) So, but you, um, the strategy around it was so if I interview you in your community, um, I tell your story and what you've done. It doesn't have to be about winning awards, it's what you the impact that you've had Mm. or your um challenges and how you got through them. And you might live in a small town, um, but you will share it and be proud of what that you are Mm. then a woman of influence Mm -hmm. and then you share it with your family and friends who then listen to it and then it pods up and then I will always say to you, who's inspired you? Who's helped you shape who you are? Who do you think I should talk to? And so it then leapfrogs onto the next person Mm. and then bubbles out from here and then Mm. it goes over here. So that's kind of the strategy Mm. around building the community that it is, you know. So if I interview you, you tell me. Tell, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been on the podcast or whatever and then, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's that network there. network effect which yeah, works well. Yeah, very probably Seth Godin yeah. stuff which, you know, you guys are huge fans of too. Mm. But, yeah, I just think, yeah, it's just early days and mm. I think the main frustration is there's so many stories out there. I'm not a, yeah, I just want to hear the stories. Yeah. That's all it mm. is. So if I'm happy, um, if people are happy for me to bumble through a bit as it is growing and allow me to be curious and allow me to celebrate other people, um, it'll just keep ticking over, you know, and three years down the track. Mm. So three years down the track I say it'll be a national brand mm. and in um, five years' time we should see it, you know, we should see it popping around all over the place. Absolutely. So you do That's have a 10-year plan. You've well, got that 10-year plan. <laughs> no, I just kind of say because it's not going to happen. Like mm. it's not going to happen in 10 episodes. Like yeah. I remember saying to the managers, right, in 10 episodes we're going to have a sit-down meeting and, you know, strategize this yeah. thing out. And then I was like 10 episodes come and I was like, let's not get together yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It takes you know, way like we longer. Need more time. Yeah. Well, we're, we're celebrating 500 episodes next month and it's, we are literally. Do you need balloons? Well, yeah, Five hundred. <laughs> Venue, we are thinking. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Oh, yeah. We should do something. Oh, you yeah. can't say yet. Yeah. No, we can. Um, no, but I just think the balloon thing. We need to move on from using balloons, guys. If anything. <laughs> but um, no, we bring some bad branding. Yeah. For the, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're talking balloons, about uh, um, perfect, perfect days, and uh, both Tommy and I, when we're talking about our perfect day, it was around like being near water and being able to like you know, get up early in the morning and mm. experience nature, mm. being you know, where you live, is is that your everyday? Like have you got – I saw that they uh, won like the be- like the most livable – Yeah, most livable um, uh-huh. city in yeah. the world or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
so what is are you living your perfect day now is it just like you know amazing coastal lifestyle or what is it? no it's windy as all well. <laughs> it's known for being windy isn't it oh it's well, so you think the awards are a bit bullshit oh is it? No, no, no no look you <laughs> just spearhead of the campaign <laughs> yeah, exactly. i can imagine you yeah, getting you that one across face the line yeah. <laughs> come live in Woodward. no um no but i mean it was marked on House prices are, you know, the medium house price is three hundred forty thousand. Mm-hmm. It's um, got the whales. It's um, got good road commute traffic. I, mm-hmm. I rang you because I couldn't believe I was running late here, and I'm mm-hmm. going. I'm six k's away. It says yeah. it's going to take me twenty minutes. Are yeah. you kidding? We're yeah. not. Yeah. So all of life is easier and slower, and all those mm-hmm. types of things. So yeah, come to Winnable and retire. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think would you be there long term? Do you, when you think about your vision as things are. The future of work is remote. I've got the dream of one day. I went to Stanley in Tasmania once yeah, and I, I remember it being really nice, which people have then uh, emailed us about it saying that I've got a warped perception of what it was what <laughs> It, it was looks like. nice if you look yeah. at photos of it. Yeah, but uh, the idea of like having like an ISDN line or so whatever the new tech is and just being able to sit in the booth and doing your thing. So VDF was uh-huh. built, I was living in Peterborough on the Great Ocean Road. So Peterborough is about 15 minutes from the 12 Apostles, right? Okay. So um, I would literally put my kids on a bus at 8.30 and go for a walk for 5Ks along the coast, so like nice. the Great Ocean yeah, Road yeah. coast, like uh-huh. not just any old coast, and then come back and by 10 o'clock I'd be, you know, on the computer and Skyping and phone calling. and The whole thing, the, the event that was happening in Melbourne or in another regional town two and a half, three hours away from me was being built, re, you know, remotely mm-hmm. from, from Peterborough and I just go, you know, we're getting better at it, but we could still be getting a lot better at allowing, like I would, I my graphics designer was based, one was up in Sydney and one was in Melbourne and they were like, oh, don't you need to have all your team here? Nah, I just want yeah. the best person. Mm-hmm. I want to work with the best person. Yeah. That's what it's always, you know, identify who the best person is and, okay, so they need to work from a shed in Stanley. Cool. Yeah. As long as they send their work in. <laughs> you know, like, that, no, that will be the reality. Be a, <laughs> a shed a is what you have. A really made. nice, beautiful cottage. And so yeah. I think... A lot of people's mindset is, no, I need to be in the hustle and bustle. Need to be in New York City. Yeah, (laughs) New York, Sydney. Yeah, well, I suppose the opportunities probably are here, but, you know, you do the best with what you've got. I mean, you're proof that, like, some of those... But aren't I a little crazy? (laughs) Yeah, but I think that, I think, isn't (laughs) that what you need to be? You need to be a little bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Look, I think, I don't know. I think I said really early, maybe before, even when I was walking in, the work that I do, I would approach it whether I was living in regional Victoria or regional Queensland mm-hmm. or metro Melbourne, heart of Sydney, I would work the same standards. So, I mean, travel is only a barrier, you know, mm-hmm. that you've got mm-hmm. to push through in some capacity, like make it work at all costs. That's what it was, you know, just make it work, mm-hmm. find a way to make it work. And sometimes that means moving and mm-hmm. sometimes it's okay well i can't move so what's the best thing i can do so but yeah you never say never right yeah. what's a bit of a kate made checklist of uh before you send something off to somebody to ask for something whether yeah. it be a job this is more for us we need this <laughs> whether it be a pitch whether yeah. it be for a business idea or opportunity yeah um so of sending that first email? Yeah, so um, I mean it just might be one interaction or it might be a pitch that you put together. What are some sort of checklists you go through to make sure that this is you're right? Prepared. Because yeah. some people might not feel like oh, it's not the right time. 
But yep. then when is the right time to yeah, send yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So you've got to send it. You've got mm-hmm. to send it within that yeah. hour before yeah. you um, doubt kicks in or for mm-hmm. whatever reason someone says no. Mm. So <laughs> you've got to go quick. Um, I if For the radio show or for VDF or for now Women of Influence, I've got one. I have a prospectus that's already made up. Which tells you what does a prospectus mean? Perspectus. Pitch doc. Yeah, like a yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did you say? I, don't, um, I said, doc. Pe- uh, I said I prospectus, um, and then you said pitch sponsor. Uh, is it that? You know what your is, sponsorship what, document. Yeah, what's actual? Do, what, we do a word of the day sometimes. What is the definition of the word prospectus? Ninety-seven. Prospectus. Prospectus. Thank you. A printed booklet advertising a school or university to potential parents or students. Okay. So it's similar to that. (laughs) (laughs) Or or giving details of an offer um, that could benefit investors. There we go. So that is my most prized document. That Mm -hmm. I will spend hours on that. And so your branding on the front, inside that first thing, what it's about. Do you have like a Google Doc open or something? Like are you writing stuff out first? No, or? it's done once, you uh-huh. know, so I make a size one fits all, you know, type mm-hmm. kind of template. Um, all the information or any stats that I think are really important. So I leave off anything that doesn't paint us in a great light. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. matter <laughs> how yeah, many yeah. people we've got listening. This is the greatest thing that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, options for them to get involved in type thing. So I'd like to give them three options, you know, like this would be your gold standard mm-hmm. or whatever it might be, part and keep using that word partnership. And then the very back pages, any images or great whatevers. Um, and then a. So like three pages, how many pages do you think? Um, um, well, it depends. The Victorian Dance Festival got to a point because there were that many different things that you could mm-hmm. buy because I was literally selling everything. I think it was about seven pages long. Yeah. And I'm happy to share that document yeah, with okay, you. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I like we to keep our it- own dance festival. <laughs> we, we're not creative enough to manoeuvre yeah. it in yeah, any yeah, way. But, any yeah. of this but stuff we will is have a, a photo wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> GDF, Gronk Dance Festival. <laughs> that I would go yeah. to yeah. pay money for. Um, but at the very back page, I always say the most important part is I say, you know, thanks for taking a look at it. Here's the best thing. You're working with me. Mm-hmm. You're going to work with me. You're not going to work with 10 other people. You're going to work with me directly. And we can adapt any one of these packages or these ideas to suit your outcomes, your objectives and how we're going to make it work. So the world's our oyster. So I just, yeah, that's how we would do that. So that's the final thing I leave them with. Like, oh, if I've got your attention a little bit, Mm -hmm. but it's not all quite fitting, we're not rigid, we're not a rigid box here. Uh Let's create something that is beneficial for the both of us. And then so, yeah, in that email I'm saying, hey, Mm -hmm. my name's Kate, you know, lovely to meet you at. So that's why going to events and being places and, and meeting as many people as I can is great and then I always follow up always follow up with an email that just says, hey, you know, like I just, you know, we're chatting about whatever we were talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, here's some stuff. Thank you for your consideration. Yeah. And then follow back up the week later. Mm. You put it in like a calendar or something. How do you remember what you got to do? I don't know. I don't. I just do. I walk around. I'm up to about four notebooks at the moment (laughs) and I need them all because you're going to flick back through. But, yeah, no, it just pops into your head. You know, Mm -hmm. I should follow up with Josh and see if he wants to partner on this thing that we're doing Mm. or yeah. And so, so what has Ace Radio taken from your, I guess there's probably salespeople that are less like competent in sales than what you are. Like you, you, I think you're a great salesperson. Well, I don't do any sales at yeah. Ace. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I have to really, yeah, that's not my uh-huh. yeah job to do that. So I've got to. But almost, but the thing like is. direct sales. But, it's, yeah. but it's not even, but the thing is you coming up with your idea, it yeah. is sales because you're already thinking about 
it should be going to here, here and here and yeah. it's connected with that. And yep. so then do you... So I hand over yeah. then we have a national um, sales director or manager mm-hmm. and we have a lo- general um, local sales manager, mm-hmm. right? So one will handle national brands and the other will handle local businesses across all the markets. And so they will decide, you know, amongst themselves, okay, well, Kate's got this idea. Is it going to work? Mm, don't know, yes or no, is it um, something we should pitch to a KFC or a, mm-hmm. you know, national or is it something that we'll sell locally? Yeah, so and that was just about, you know, that first year where I said that I had all these gaps of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand how the radio business sold advertising so I had to learn that so that when I could get mm. you know, or come up with an idea, yeah, we could mm-hmm. apply it. But, yeah, I don't have to go out and... Um, you know, try and sell it like, you know, to get money for it. But I had to sell it to Trafalgar or to, um, you know, the the MCG. So the MCG example. Yeah. So if you've got – so when when are you bringing in the sales manager to take over that like those types of relationships? You know that um you know that saying about asking for permission after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So um oh gosh um but yeah I think I just I'm having that moment where you go should I even be saying that but it's um come up with everything. Mm Get it all out there and then, um, you know, deal with those little parts as they come. <laughs> well, I <laughs> think that, but that's, so yeah. but that's the entrepreneurial bit, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. Um, bits you need to no, – that yeah. only works if you have the talent and skills to be able to back it up, right? You can be really – you can do that and mm. uh, if you can't then – uh, help and connect the dots yeah. and make it happen, I it guess will fall flat. The thing with the MCG stuff is that I could have had this great wishy washy idea, mm-hmm. but um, I knew in order for, I need all my, so I have nine general managers, right? <laughs> nine managers that I have to have on board with an idea, and some you'll win over it straight away and others will won't. But if I pitch an idea, we're going to play backyard cricket on the MCG and they go, oh, yeah, good idea. Well, it's not going to make us any money. And yeah. then I go, and here's your sales strategy. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you yeah, say yeah. no? It's doing the work for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, isn't general, it stacking, yeah. The, stacking the odds so it, you know, There's a lot of stacking if you've got nine people it's that you have to. a lot of stacks on. And yeah. So, and so do you. <laughs> it gets it, busy, don't you? Is it like a prioritisation of like, okay, if I get these three. It's like if you get John on board, you know that you're going to be able John to. John is yeah. number one, has to mm-hmm. be on board. If I haven't got John, it's yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to win him over first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then content director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then it's um, monetary and what is it logistically, how's it going to work? Like yeah. are we going to have to all stay in Melbourne? Mm-hmm. How much is that going to cost? Oh, don't worry. We're going to try and build a partnership with someone or, you know, yeah. how, you know, <laughs> like have you thought about all the – so yeah. you have to have an answer for every question before they're going to come at you mm-hmm. and that is something that's had to be learnt over yeah. time. For a creative person that's, you know, is really hell-bent on ideas, mm. do you think the best ideas actually win or it's a combination of the sell, you know, the pitch, also the idea? Do you know, I was thinking about that and I thought it's just more about volume, isn't it, in mm. in radio and anything entrepreneur, isn't it volume of ideas yeah. and not getting so hung up on, you know, when they say no, instead of being like, oh, well, tell me I'm never going to speak to you again. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You know, move on. Next idea. You need idea. to have enough balls in I know that yeah, with clients. Next idea. If you have, if you only do one pitch, you're going to feel it. But if you've got like 50 pitches that have gone out to yeah. people, 
you don't have time to get upset because you've yeah. got heaps of other people. Your yeah. balls reference was to the balls in the air. Yeah, the, <laughs> the way you said it sounded like you need enough balls. Oh, and really? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've done the juggling analogy a lot. You need to have enough yeah, balls, balls of in juggling. The air, in the air. Yeah. Not just yeah. balls. <laughs> but it helps. Oh, I'm not offended. I mean, Kate, man, oh, you've you, got balls. <laughs> like, I, I think that's where people, and I ask you about the confidence thing, is like mm. how some people feel I've got no confidence, which is why I won't send something or do something. Yeah. Do you need confidence to do this stuff? I, you know, and that's the thing that's about, isn't all of this or what you're put out to the world or what you put out on social media, that very best version of yourself. Like Mm -hmm. Kate on her own sitting on the couch with the three kids in her jammies is thinking, how many people at work did I upset today? You know, like Mm -hmm. did I I push them too hard or because I care about the 1% or am happy to stay back for 12 hours, you know, to do that extra Mm -hmm. stuff. That doesn't mean that your work ethic's the same as that. So Mm -hmm. I hope I didn't upset you and, you know, or those types of things and – in moments of do I want to go ahead with that idea, you just got to go with it. You know, mm. like you've got to push. For me, I just have to push any self-doubt right down. But very home, Kate, is like, oh, God, what yeah, am so I you doing? F- yeah. You, you know, feel like feel it and do it anyway. Abs- yeah. yeah, you've got to feel it because mm. otherwise is it even, isn't that part of the adrenaline rush of it all? Yeah. Like, is this even going to work? Mm. Are they even going to yeah. say yes to this? I mean, it's so inspiring. I feel like it's a massive kick up the ass to us where it's yeah. like you can create so many stories and uh, make a vision that's small, but you're someone that's expanded out that, right? There's heap of, we've got a bunch of people who listen who are in regional markets yeah. who, you know, I'm sure have the conversations with themselves where the CD won't let me do this or I can't mm. do that or we have to do local. And I think you're a great example of someone who's like expansive and thinking about just have mm. it, make it happen. I can't come up with a better analogy than this and I'm sorry, but I go, I like to think of 11 Mm-hmm. Aim for 11, yeah. right? Aim for 11. It's a spinal tap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aim for a number 11. Yeah. And then if you land on a seven, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like you failed. Oh, you definitely. landed on a great version of the idea. Mm. And if you're not so helpful, you know, it, any idea that you put through, the very first idea is not where it finishes. Mm-hmm. The first idea, you know, the landing idea is a form of, you know, where it, where it wraps up. But mm. yeah. Aim for 11, I say. Yeah. Finish mm. at seven and everyone's happy. <laughs> I like it. I love it. Uh, it's kind of allowing fair expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like if you don't, if you don't, if you don't aim it, you're definitely not going to get there. Well, how, like, it, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, you do it with a, if money, you're going for a budget, it's like put the budget really high because if yeah. you just get half of that, yeah, exactly. if you only aimed at half of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you're never going gonna... And I think there is like a, a limiting belief we put on ourselves in these things we go for. If you yeah. you get transfixed on a number yeah. or, you know. What well, can be really easy, like say talking about advertising on say this podcast, it'd be easy for us to really lowball it so it's an absolute no-brainer. But then we haven't re- – but if we actually spend some time in right, what's the value, how can yeah. we package it in a better way. And the mm. partnership, yeah. like potentially – I mean, you go to bed with somebody, mm-hmm. you were going to bed with that person. If it's a three-month deal mm-hmm. and you don't live up, you know, they turn out to be nightmares or high maintenance or hard work and you think, oh, was it even worth the money? No. Mm. Don't go there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The Are you people? talking about marriage right now? <laughs> Could I've be. been in a three-year deal at the moment. It's going That's good. Going Sleeps again. well. Um, <laughs> one last thing. Sleeps the, well. The free thing. Mm. So doing shit for free yeah. and doing stuff for money. Doing stuff for free, I've found... Ah, oh, there's a level of confidence. 
because you're not paying and I'm going to impress. Yeah. And so then you'll be impressed. But, yeah. I, but then you're like, that can't last forever. Yeah. So you do that in the early stage of your career. Yeah. And then you've got the other side where you're like, now I need to start charging and making big promises. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I play somewhere in the middle. So in the dance world, yep, I can charge. In the um, radio, what do we call this world? Media land. This other land, yeah. Mm. In this other land that I'm playing around in at the moment, I am. I will say yes to every opportunity that's Mm -hmm. in front of me. Yeah, I want to be the person that's ready to, you know, Mm. absolutely. I mean, so when's the switch though? When do you go? uh, Yes. So, for instance, VDF. When did you go? Okay, now it's time to charge. Because I, yeah, well. Say in the dance industry, yeah, I just didn't have to do it now if it didn't if I didn't like the event or the message mm-hmm. or the whatever. But I would still say no to a free event if I wasn't on board with what they were doing anyway. You know, mm. it's all a yeah. value exchange. Yeah. And so once you've built up the value, I guess, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah it makes a lot of sense. I think um, if you're building anything, you've just got to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be everywhere until you, you need to rest, yeah. you know, so. Is that d- dead? <laughs> you, you're talking referring resting is oh, dying? Well, the line I suppose at my house is when my husband um, taps me on the shoulder and says, hello, <laughs> hey, you coming home or? <laughs> yeah, 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 home in five. <laughs> oh, you live close. Yeah, so that's yeah, good. yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Kate. Oh, I, no. I love following uh, you on Instagram and seeing all the stuff because it's – it's even better hearing you talk about it, all of those things, because as you said, you can, there's that highlights real stuff to the world that we're all in now, but there is so much tactic and stuff. And yeah. I think from today, definitely, I think we'll be putting all of those in. We'll definitely get a PDF together finally. <laughs> yeah, so. I'll send you through a template okay. and you can just <laughs> take my logo out and pop yeah, yours oh, in and go from there. We'll just get a little banner down here. It's two and a half grand. <laughs> yeah. Everything, you know, you're halfway there, you can have a little logo in here. Yeah, yeah. And um, Ben Fordham is not paying with well, his beer mug. That's exactly his, um, what I thought when you coaster. placed it there at the beginning. No, I he's thought, paying. Oh. <laughs> but back at you guys, because I go, you know, it's a 10 year plan, it's a commitment, it's something special. And I think by the time the world catches up to this, mm-hmm. you guys are going to be like, show me the uh, money. What's well, going to be so fun? Like, imagine women of influence. The daily talk show, like what that's going to look like. Do in you ten, think it looks like years. versions of Netflix? Yeah, well, like I, we're all going to be on. Oh, one. Netflix shows. Yeah. yeah. Well, I that's think it's a great it, idea. I think it's big. See, yeah. I was thinking Stan. <laughs> Stan. <laughs> I was thinking Netflix. Stan, I actually found out Stan's like connected with Channel Nine. Is it's it? all our mates at Channel Nine when we make Stan jokes. Like they might, Stan might have cash to spend. I'm just no, saying. I'm serious. I'll go Stan. Hey, I know someone that works at Stan. Oh, yeah, see? So Stan's fucking great. I've got no issues with Stan. Netflix Stan. Yeah. So is this anyone is pro- picky at this, this point? Is, this is the problem with what we do with podcast. We don't hold back. I guess within radio, you got to be thinking. I remember I did a, a tweet uh, when I was at, on Fifi and Jules about a restaurant and I was like, ah, oh, I hate this restaurant in... Port Melbourne, and mm. then Kerry Jones, who was the executive producer, said, "Josh, you got to take that down because they're a client." Yeah. You had hey, any? I tried to ring my or? CEO before I came yeah. here today because I thought yeah. I don't really know what you want to. <laughs> you know, I don't really know where you want to go, so I just yeah. want to make sure. Anyway, you didn't take the call, and I thought, well, yeah, we should be fine. Too bad. Too bad. Well, I sent a text message. I tried to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. are where we are. Is that a disclaimer? Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah, anyway, yeah. anyway it's, uh, it's the Daily Talk Show. <laughs> Women of Influence is the podcast. Definitely check that out. And uh, you're just, is it Kate Mead on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Check her out there too. It's the Daily Talk Show. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. See you guys.